This is TF Wire, Transformers Week in Review, Episode 50, The One-Year Anniversary Clip Show, recorded between August 2005 and August 2006. Welcome to TF Wire. I am Jesse slash Matrix Prime, and it's hard to believe that it's already been one year since we started this podcast. Over the past year, we've had uh, a few host changes and uh, many new additions and features to the show that I hope you've enjoyed. I started this podcast as a project that would allow me to interact with fellow fans in a new type of medium, and I think we've been pretty successful in that, and hopefully you've enjoyed listening to us, and I hope you will continue to listen to us in the future. But enough of the sentimental bullshit, let's get out of the clip show. So I've gone over years worth of shows and selected clips which I thought really made the podcast stand out. If you've been listening since the very beginning, then you've probably noticed that we've gone through uh, many different versions of uh, the intro music to the podcast. So here's our first clip, which features every intro song we've ever used on the show. Life-sized human-sized or life-sized optimist-sized? This is Matrix Prime. Power 64. D-Buster Prime. This is Pirate TV Pro signing out.
Welcome to TF Wire. It's the finger holes, Ultra Magnus. We shall call you New Soundwave. It pays to get Transformers because you get girls. This is Matrix Prime. I was 64. This is Matt Spader. This is Curious Saint Transformer. Chill out. Our second clip is also a montage, which you're either going to love or you're really, really going to hate. But Deepbuster Prime wanted to make sure I included it. So here he is, Deepbuster Prime, singing the blues. Deepbuster, you have something special you were going to do? Oh, yeah. I, I was oh, going to yeah? try to do some, uh, some musical stylings. Awesome. And now, lounge time with Deepbuster Prime. Is that sound uh, coming through at all? Yeah, a little bit. I want to get you guys closer. hear that? Yeah, we can hear it. Okay, I think I've got the gain turned up a little bit too much. Well, I just, I felt like I, I needed to to express myself because <laughs> I've been feeling, you know, a, a little down. Some some might say that I've even got the blues. Shut up and play, Guitaru, man. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the blues. I've got the transformer blues. Whoa, I've got the blues. I've got the beast machines rat trap blues. When Megatron took over Cybertron, I thought we're all gonna die. But then Optimus Primal said, give this a try. Through the power of the Oracle, I thought I'd be upgraded. But thanks to that hip and monkey, now I'm rolling along. No legged. I've got the blues. I've got the beast machines, rat trap blues. Oh yeah. So, do we have anything else? Didn't D Buster have a song? Um, yeah, I guess I could give it a shot. Uh, you guess? If it blows, uh, <laughs> we could edit it out. Oh no, I'm leaving it in. Probably. <laughs> Okay, um, let's see. I'm turning up on my guitar and uh, pulling up some lyrics. If it blows, send hate mail to tfwire at gmail.com. Attention debusters. Did you guys uh, hear that at all? The strumming of the guitar? Did that come in? Yep. Alright, well, take one. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the blues. The same song as last time, blues. I've got the Ultra Magnus. It's different because this is a different Transformer this week. Ultra Magnus, not Beast Machines, Rat Trap. Blues. I've got the blues. I've got the repainted Optimus Prime with a 
powered up trailer slash exosuit, but for some strange reason, I still suck. Blues. <laughs> <laughs> Optimus Prime gave me the Matrix to take out Unicron, but I screwed up and tried it on Galvatron, and Hot Rod took my Matrix, and he saved the day, he got the fame, the glory, and even my woman went his way, <laughs> RC. Come back to me, baby. <laughs> I've got the blues. <laughs> I've got the Transformer blues. Oh, yeah. That's it. Do you know what I've got? I, I've got something. I, I think it's, it's, it's another We've all been bad waiting case for this. of the blues. Ooh, I've got feedback. I think I should turn off the overdrive. <laughs> okay. Can we get some traveling music police? <laughs> okay. Here we go. I've got the blue who's I've got the Transformer Blues. Oh, I've got the Blues. I've got the Alpha Quintesson Blues. My name used to spread fear across galactic nations that was all blown to slag over one abbreviation. He has blow. I've got two words for you. Alpha. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I've got the blues. I've got the Transformer Blues Oh yeah Okay <laughs> Woo! Yeah I, I need to rehearse, learn to play the guitar But You see that little thing I did at the end with the, the alpha And then I, I didn't say the last syllable Because like the FCC would get on our backs and kick us off to Sirius. Because we're broadcast people would have on to pay the to listen to us. airwaves, and not through podcasting. Yeah. Wait, you meant I could have said it anyway? Oh. Okay. Alpha Q. Come on, admit it. You love that, right? Right? Okay. On to clip number three. This one was taken from episode seven, and it features talk about everyone's favorite BotCon guest, Colton Deering. Okay, jumping right in. Our first story is another new BotCon guest has been announced. This one is Colton Deering. And apparently, he has absolutely nothing to do with Transformers, except that he's appeared in three Transformers toy commercials. What do you mean? Colton Deering, that's a, that's a name that strikes fear in all Transformers fans. <laughs> Everyone knows who Colton Deering is. I mean, 
the amazing, spectacular Colton Deering. Yeah, I mean, it goes like, you know, Simon Furman, Bob Skier, Colton Deering. Like, that's Isn't that's the level of uh, hierarchy. But does he have a kick-ass leather coat? Oh, no, he doesn't. He, he's wearing a, <laughs> a little black ringer in his, his, his black and white photo. But he's right underneath the guy with the leather coat. So the leather coat guy looks like he's like, what's up with you? And then you get this little kid who's, like, <laughs> smiling. But... Yeah, I, I'm not impressed. Um, he's been in three Transformers commercials, apparently. Um, and uh, in his bio, it says that uh, Colton is a native of Burleson, Texas. So I wonder if uh, location could... Casting by proximity? Could be, yeah. Even though he could live, still live in Texas and be like, you know, eight hours away. <laughs> seeing, Good point. Seeing as how... Like, when we were driving across country, I drove from Florida to California. Texas was a, was a third of the trip. So, if that goes to say okay, anything. Okay, where is SpotCon taking place this year? Outside of... Da, da, da. Oh, yeah, Frisco. Frisco. I believe it's like a... And uh, where does he live? Burleson. B-U-R-L-S-O-N? Uh, no, it is B-U-R-L-E-S-O-N. Doing a Google map okay. search. Yep. Yeah, so, uh, in the meantime, he... Uh, he he got to spend some time in Mexico, uh, shooting Veritas Prince of Truth. So uh, awesome maybe there's some uh, Veritas fans, uh, cult fans out there somewhere uh, that they're trying to bring in. Um, I hear there's a very large crossover between the two fans. Oh yeah, I, I, it's, in it's bizarre huge. I mean, world. You know, it's almost as yeah. big as Stargate. <laughs> yep. But ah, there we go. Sixty-three point five miles. Yeah. About one hour so he's he's an hour away. <laughs> so uh, you, you know that's got he. <laughs> He heard from friends. Some friends were like, hey, we're going to go to the BotCon. And he's like, there's a BotCon? I could be a guest there. Let me call him up. Yeah, so... Because all kids sound like they have that kind of shrill voice acting effect. Yes. Well, at least they do in animes. But, but and they're bringing them in for the kids, but how many kids actually go to BotCon? Yeah, three. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not, I mean, it's a fan convention. Like, you know, it, it costs money to get in. Parents don't usually, you know... Do that unless they're fans themselves. Uh, the one thing, the one thing it does say in his yeah. bio um, is that as a younger kid, this is a quote. He had quite a collection of Transformers and became a whiz at their transformation. He used to time himself! Exclamation point. He says it's really hard doing it fast <laughs> for the camera in commercials, but it's cool seeing yourself on TV on Saturday morning. So uh, maybe we'll get to see him like uh, if we have another timed transformation, transformation contest. Competition. Yeah, we'll we'll see him beating out a bunch of. 30-something overweight trans fans, which would be worth it, in my opinion. That would be... Oh, yeah, that would make it entirely worth it. You got guys that are, like, you know, sweating lard as as they're trying to complete their (laughs) Transmetal 2 Megatron transformation, and this kid's just schooling them all. That would be be more worth it. And there's, like, a line of guys walking off the stage crying, and... Please, stop with the stereotyping. Not every Transformers fan sweats lard. Some of us sweat Crisco, damn it. But, yeah, I mean... Not impressed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't think most fans are. It's, it's beginning to get a bit of a broken record. The only thing that I'm hoping yeah. is is that that because they did add to the list, this isn't someone who they had originally talked about that we could get other people added to the list. Yeah, so. maybe we could end up getting some surprise guests. Yeah. Although this is one weird thing. It brings to mind some theories I remember hearing at the beginning of the thing that Master Collectors mistaking the Transformers fandom and the G.I. Joe fandom for having certain similarities where they don't. Like, uh, I remember hearing some people suggest the G.I. Joe fandom is generally a slightly older fandom than the uh, 
Transformers fandom, so uh, well, maybe they're putting something in for the kids, thinking that there will be more uh, parents bringing their kids to the convention than there actually will be. That could be true, because, I mean, you know, G.I. Joe fandom, you could have, you know, 50-year-old fans who are there at the beginning. With Transformers, it has, you know, yeah. a 20-year history, so you know, most people who are so, kids are, you know, 25, yeah. maybe 30, um, but a lot of people, you know, we're all, like, you know, early 20-somethings, so most of the people picked it up yeah. dur during Beast Wars, or, or at least most of the people that I've seen picked it up during Beast Wars and uh, Beast Machines, so. But, but yeah, not impressed. I picked it up during G2, believe it or not. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta love that Colton Deering. Keep your fingers crossed, people. Maybe he'll show up at BotCon this year. Yeah. Our next clip comes to us from episode 13, which, by the way, is my all-time absolute favorite. So without further ado, here is discussion of Piss Poor Prime. Welcome to TF Wire, the one and only Transformers podcast. I am your host, Jesse slash Matrix Prime. On this week's show, I'm joined by Awa64. Nice to be here. D-Buster Prime. And the, returning, and the returning pirated TV pro. Hey everybody, it's nice to be back after two weeks off. Yeah, it's nice to have you back, and it's nice to have... Uh... D-Buster Prime here, even if it is just in the form of uh, sound bites from Transformers. But yeah, he, he's become a nothing. he's become a mini con. He can only talk in uh, in pre-recorded sounds. And there's no more static, people. Hooray! Everyone bought new headsets except for me. Well, and probably not Awa, but yeah, I got the same headset I had before. But we were fine to begin yeah. with, so yeah. So uh, if anybody's wondering now... where I got my headset, I got it with a freak. I got it with the collector's edition of Unreal Tournament 2004. And nobody was wondering. No, no, we weren't. <laughs> so uh, let's move on to actual news. <coughs> okay, okay. First story: Costco Cybertron Optimus Prime and Ultra Magnus set has been released. The set is a re-release of the Robots in Disguise Optimus Prime and Ultra Magnus figures, and the set retails for $34.99. So why did Hasbro re-release the Robots in Disguise figures? To spite me. Lem <laughs> I spent 80 bucks on them earlier this year. <laughs> how, how can people not have these toys already? Like, these, these have been out for what now? Like, four years? Three years? And, and have had, like eight different reiterations of how many times they've been released? Uh, actually, it was like two, maybe three reiterations. I wasn't around for R.I.D., and they didn't belong to Costco when it was there, and I don't think my Costco got them anyway. Well, it was Sam's Club last time, right? With the, the piss-colored right. piss Optimus Prime? <laughs> I, I prefer <laughs> Lemon Fresh Sam's Prime. Either. No, no, let, let's be honest. Lemon Fresh is a little bit too nice for a color of what this was. <laughs> This was definitely piss-colored Optimus Prime. It was a whitish, brownish, yellow kind of ugly, nasty hey, color. Hey, I bought it. It was, it was the colors that, that Hasbro just happened to have sitting around and needed to get rid of because they weren't going to use it in any other toy. Yeah. So we'll just Except throw it bludgeon. in here. And... They used it in Bludgeon, too. Yeah, piss-poor Prime. That's its <laughs> new name. They were cross-branding with Pledge. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean... Like uh, I guess uh, Awa said, um, some people don't have it. Apparently, he yeah. spent he spent ninety dollars on it. So, eighty, 80 whatever. And that once, was you, ship, once, so once you go over fifty dollars, it's too much. Let's, let's just <laughs> say that. But I mean, they are nice toys. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the uh, Ultra Magnus because it basically all it can really do is kind of stand there and then combine with Optimus Prime. But the Optimus Prime is you know one of the better molds. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Everyone hey, agrees. I like Ultra Magnus though. 
besides just standing there, he can also cock his head to the side and look pissed off. Yes, and I like the storyline, so... And he also holds all three robot brothers in vehicle mode. Yes, that that's a good thing. If you're going to keep that... him in vehicle mode, he does look nice with the car brothers on him. Yeah. So, but are these oh, just they extra make Omega figures Prime. Are... He's also good for making Omega Prime with. Yeah. Which I think these are extra complaints over. I mean, do you think yeah, these are extra? Like... God damn it, people! Stop talking <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> Go ahead, Debuster. Oh, I was just going to say, if you like Transformers that fall over when you breathe on them. Dude, I have never had my Omega Prime fall over on me. All right, Ever. now everyone stop, and Jesse's turn. Do you think that these I, are... I, I can talk now? Yes, please. Go ahead. Do you, do you think these are toys Hasbro just has laying around, or do you think they're actually producing new ones? I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if these were toys they had hanging around, but... Uh, but I, I'm guessing that they're new ones, just because if they were going to re re-releasing them in a mass outlet like they did before, um, they would have probably, you know... Last time I was in Sam's and I saw the, the Optimus Prime set, there was still, like, an entire pallet, like, a huge, you know, 50,000 of them or whatever. You know, not really 50,000, <laughs> but, you know, a huge pallet of them just sitting there that no one was going to buy, so... I think they are new toys because uh, there are significant... minor but significant differences between them and the previous versions... Isn't that some sort of oxymoron? Minor, <laughs> but significant. No, I mean, like, it's only one part, but it's enough that they couldn't have just taken the old ones and painted them. Which, I know it's been a fan theory that that's been done with a few toys, but I've never understood how they could actually get away with doing that. Well, if it's, if it's just a, a paint mold, then they could have molds that hadn't gone through that, that portion of the process yet. So, if it's just a paint application... True. I think they replaced the chrome on Optimus Prime with something different, though. We'll see. There you go. One, like, or yellow with black or something weird. Hmm. Yeah, well. All right. Okay, next story. Something that's new. Let's move on. And if you're having a hard time tracking down piss poor Prime in stores, check eBay. Our next clip also comes to us from the Halloween episode, and it's our discussion of the life-size Autobot Matrix of Leadership and how D-Buster thinks it would look pretty bling-bling around his neck. Um, Diamond unveils new TF items at Fall Toy Show 2005. These new items include a human-sized G1 Matrix of Leadership, complete with electronics, a huge G1 Optimus Prime head with light-up with light eyes, and a repaint of that G1 Optimus Prime head as Ultra Magnus. Now, is anyone interested in buying any of these? No, wait or a second. Or would you actually like to see pictures first? What are I the have a question. On them? Wait, um, for the life-sized Matrix, is this life-sized human-sized or life-sized optimist-sized? It says human-sized. Human ah. Oh. Well, either way, I, I think that'd be some major bling-bling right there. Get that all chromed up. <laughs> You'd be rolling. Get it all chromed up, put it on a gold chain around, around your, your neck. neck. <laughs> Get well, it for so tomorrow and go as Galvatron for Halloween. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> well, that would be from... totally pimp. <laughs> Since it's coming from Diamond, you know it's going to be like eight times more than it's actually worth. Yeah. But I, I would, I would really like to see photos of these before we uh, dish out anything. I, I saw, um, I think it was last weekend. I was browsing the web and I saw a black T-shirt uh, that had a, a white outline of the Matrix of Leadership on it. Oh yeah, um, that one was cool. That looks really nice. I was actually thinking about grabbing one of those just because it's one of those things. It doesn't say Transformers on it. Doesn't have like an Autobot or Decepticon thing. Um, and it just looks really cool. Um, if they yeah. start doing you know stuff like this, I'm sure that the collectors there's you know some sort of market for it. But I mean, 
if it's a huge G1 Optimus Prime head with light-up eyes, that's, that's not going to be cheap. You know what? Um, I actually saw something a while back. It was like a Terminator 2 cyborg head that lit up. But the reason it was cool was you could hook it into your computer and it would read your email to you. Completely useless. Really? But that's, that's I'd be begin- more likely yeah, to buy that's... the Optimus Prime head if it would talk in Gary Chalk's voice. That's the beginning of Skynet. Then if it just right lit there. up. That's a yeah, great feature. Plug your computer right into Skynet. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Did you say Gary Chalk's voice? Gary Chalk, Peter Cullen, I don't care. <laughs> They're both the voice of Optimus Prime. Only one of Not them G1. is the voice of Optimus Prime. The other one's the voice of Optimus Primal. And it, every Optimus Prime made after Beast Wars. Which doesn't really matter, in my opinion. <laughs> Your the opinion seeds doesn't of the matter. future lie buried in the past. That isn't the official tagline of the movie. The movie doesn't have a tagline yet. And we move on to the next news story. Our next clip also comes from the Halloween episode. Did I mention this was my favorite of all time? And this clip is actually what inspired the discussion topic on our show. Yes, you guessed it. Beast Machines. And it's followed by more Beast Machines discussion, which came from episode 16. Okay, news story number three. Beast Machines is up for viewing at the Hasbro Action website. The current episode is episode two, Master of the House. And for those of you that didn't watch the Beast Machines the first time around, or didn't like it the first time around, I highly suggest watching it a second time. I have a question. Does Hasbro, like, have the names of every episode of every Transformers show ever made on a slip of paper in a hat, and they're just pulling episodes out at random? I mean, because they put on episode 6 of Beast Wars, and then they put on episode 2 of Beast Machines. What's next? Episode 27 of Robots in Disguise? Episode I just think 4 of Generation 2? They need to take <laughs> those Beast Machines negatives and put them in the same place that they put those Atari ET cartridges. What? What do you mean Negatives. Whatever, I don't know, original <laughs> copies that they have, they just need to disappear, like Men in Black disappear. No! Beast Machines is a great series. If you go back and watch it now, it's better than Armada and every episode of Energon after episode 7 were. Well, it that doesn't, doesn't make it good. It doesn't take much. I, I, I still think that Beast Machines is the best series. If you go back and watch it, which I'm hoping a lot of people will do uh, once it does come out on DVD that it really does stand the test of time. I bought some, some bad VCDs uh, online a while ago, and it's the most adult, it's the darkest series that we've had, and compared to everything that's come after it, it's leaps and bounds the best things that we've seen for years. I've got the so. video files sitting on my hard drive, and I tried watching through them again. The production values are still pretty damn good, and the story still holds up, and the acting still holds up. The episode where Rat Trap makes a deal with Megatron pissed me off to no end still, but... As far as uh, actual quality and production of the episodes go, it still stands up really well. Yeah, it's one of the best examples of, of storytelling with the Transformers as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. It did a good job of having a an amazing uh, overarching story and then had good mini little stories in between and then it had, you know, every single episode was also very satisfying to watch. So, But the last episode still sucked, right? Oh, no. I, I love the idea. No. Well, I hate the that only episode. Issue, the only Sin- major issue that there is with Beast Machines is that it's unfaithful to the material that came before it in some people's no, eyes. No, it, it, it's not unfaithful. It just evolves the characters. People don't want to have the characters that they had for three years with Beast Wars 
change, and they did. They, there was actually evolving of characters. There was changing of characters. They didn't go through, you know, he didn't say, okay, well, I don't like this part of Rat Trap. I'm going to completely change it. He evolved the character. Something happened, and there was something that had to happen from that. There was an action and an opposite, an equal reaction, and it was... The evolution it, it, didn't make sense, though. It, Rat it Trap turned one of the never... greatest generals in Transformers history into a hippie. And, and it proved that he was wrong at the end, right? After, that, after the first season... I mean, at the beginning, he was saying, no, we have to turn everything organic. And then he realized that he was wrong. So, you know, it made it so that not everything was so absolute. Not everything was black and white. There were shades of gray. And, uh, you know, show for show, it's my favorite. Send uh, angry fan mail to tfwire at gmail.com. <laughs> Attention pirated TV pro. Yeah. Hey, hey I like it too, though. so. In Beast Wars, which character was the spiritual one? Oh, it was Rhinox, not Primal. Well, no, it was Tigertron, if anyone. Yeah, true, but... No, but Tigertron was the most in tune with nature. Rhinox was the one that was actually in tune with Transformers spirituality. Yeah, but see, and then they had to change him. Like, it, it, I don't know. I, I'm not going to argue it because I do it way too much <laughs> online. Um, hey, I, like I don't mind the that. Rhinox transformation. Prime, I can see a bit of an issue with. Rat Trap being completely neutered is what pissed me off. That's when I stopped watching when I was a kid and I was watching through it even. And I know how people feel about Botanica, but I love the idea of having a plant transformer. If you, I if like she was, the idea, actually. If, if she was to land on a, plan, on, on a planet, you know, which we're kind of getting with, Cyber, with Cybertron now, where these different transformers landed on these planets where there were different forms of life, they picked them up, and that's what you would get. So, I don't know. It's just... It's a big, it's a big deal of contention with me because it's amazing storytelling, and everyone and it writes it off. Be- yeah, everyone writes it off because of the ending, because they changed Cybertron, and they, you know, actually had to do something that was halfway interesting instead of keeping everything at a status quo and retelling the same stories like we're getting every single year now. So, I, I just really, I, w- I was proud to be a trans fan at that moment, and it's kind of gone downhill since then. The only saving grace right now is alternators for me. So, and that doesn't even have a. a a real story to go with it as far as the... Well, you have Ishikawa's Amer- stuff. Yeah, but as far as the American releases go, like, I don't You know, have Ishikawa's but... stuff translated into English. <laughs> translated badly, but yeah. I don't know. Uh, enough about uh, a two-line news story. Let's let's go on to, to other stuff. And Beast Machines episode 24, End Game, is now up at Hasbro at the Hasbro Action website. Since, One of my favorite um, episodes ever. Since the DVD isn't coming out until next year, have any of you guys watched this online? What happens in Endgame? The game ends. <laughs> Wait, is that the one where they all turn into happy plant people? No, no that's I've... 26, 27. Oh. 26, I believe. 13 episodes per season. Yep. So, so what's this one? Let's look. Uh, two uh... before that happens with... Uh... Basically, Megatron and all of Optimus Primal's friends basically bad to kill each other. Is that when uh, Megatron gets the Optimus Primal suit? That's not till the second or third episode of the Endgame three-parter. <sighs> yeah, this is any where, of the cool stuff. I don't care. This, no, this is <laughs> where um, what the, the Watchmums call up uh, the Obsidian and. Uh, the the generals. This is where they show up, right? I think they've been around for a while. Anyway, isn't it just kind of weird that they jumped from episode 6 to episode 24? 
I mean, they couldn't have maybe spent some time in between showing what actually happens in the series. Maybe they're just trying to retell the story in a different way. What, in a way that skips all the details? Yeah. This is close to where it begins, and this is almost where it ends, but doesn't really give you any of the details. Have fun. Nah, you don't need the details. Or plot. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Beast Machines. You gotta love it. Yes. Yes, you do. Okay, on to our next clip. This one comes from episode 25 and features my absolute all-time favorite spoken line ever on this podcast. But before we get to the clip, I gotta kind of set it up for you. Pirated TV Pro, Awa64, and I were recording, as usual, on a Sunday. And I believe Pirated TV Pro was at his girlfriend's parents' house. And to escape the, the noise inside the house so that it didn't show up in his recording... He went outside into a shed to record, and uh, needless to say, his internet connection uh, wasn't that great. Here he is, my absolute favorite spoken line ever, Pirated TV Pro. Yeah, well, and I think, of course, there will be a marketing scheme that's worked out for the entire movie, and having the packaging for the toys match the marketing scheme, I'm sure will help um, as far as, you know, bringing the brand together. Hello? No, I'm here. Can you hear me? I can hear you guys. You can hear me? Yes? No? Hello? Okay. Okay. Damn the shed! Can you hear me? Yes? No? I can hear you guys. So... God damn it! Yeah, I can hear Jesse typing. No, yes, hello. God damn it! Okay, move on. Damn this shed! Oh, and did I mention that at the time neither I was 64 or I could hear what he was saying? So it was kind of a big shock and surprise to hear hear that line in post and... I got a good laugh out of it. In fact, I think I uh, rewound to that part at least five times to listen through it. It was hilarious. Our next clip comes from episode 27, our Toy Fair episode. At this year's Toy Fair, Hasbro showed off uh, some of their Star Wars Transformers figures, one of which uh, D-Buster Prime actually predicted before the Star Wars Transformers figures were actually released. And in this clip, um, he discusses his uh, psychic ability. Now, I didn't, put, I didn't put this on the list, but do we want to talk about the Star Wars Transformers? Uh, sure, let's hear D-Buster toot his own horn more about the... More uh, specifically, the Han Solo and Chewbacca? Yeah, let's hear D-Buster talk about Han that. Han Solo, Chewbacca? <laughs> I, 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 I... I'm sorry, this is just so messed up. I'm having a hard time putting together words for this. <laughs> he suggested it as his idea of the most absurd... <laughs> idea he could come up with for the design of a Star Wars Transformer, and then they went and made it. With a sombrero. <laughs> that may have yes. just been a mistake in the transformation scheme, though. Although it would be kind of disappointing if it was. Because sombreros <laughs> kick ass. How so did you get to pick happen? this one up, D-Buster? I, I clearly have powers beyond those of, of your lost fans. <laughs> <laughs> and 
Maybe they just have mind readers there at Hasbro. No, I think he's actually pre cognizant. Uh. Nissen. I knew you were yeah, going to say that. <laughs> How about this week's lotto numbers? Any idea on those? Seven. Okay, we need at least two more for the pick three. Uh, that's all I got. I- I'm still working on these new skills. I'll get back to you. But um. Oh come on. On the, okay. the Star Wars Transformers. Well, get back to me when there's a decent Powerball okay. number. On the Star Wars things, uh, I I don't really uh, collect uh, this line. Well, I guess by not really, I mean not at all. But uh, <laughs> they <laughs> they do look uh, uh, pretty interesting. But I, I think there if were I some were, interesting sites of the. If I were going to get any of them, I don't think Han Solo and Chewbacca would be the ones that I would get, even if I was like somehow in the mastermind <laughs> behind this all happening. <laughs> I would probably, yeah. if I was going to get any of the ones that I saw so far, even out of all the new ones, I still think General Grievous is uh, one of the best ones. Although I do like the uh, the Clone Trooper, that that one that showed up uh, through the, the Toy Fair picks. You know what? There were actually two things that really struck me out of the Toy Fair picks. Go for it. One was the the Emperor from the Lambda Shuttle, which become which is kind of uninteresting at first until you realize that he's naked because the whole Lambda Flyer thing is like this weird vanilla-ish color and then the entire robot is that same color which makes him look like he's standing in the buff. And number two? Number two was... Is he wrinkly? Boba Fett, Slave 1. I don't know. I really didn't look that closely. (laughs) I was really hoping I wouldn't find anything where I didn't want to look. Anyway, the th- interesting thing about Boba Fett was the figure they had at Toy Fair appeared to have been decapitated. Not like the actual full-size transforming robot. I mean the minifigure they had sitting in the I cockpit. I thought it was Jango that was supposed to yeah, be decapitated. Yeah, I did notice that. Yeah, like father, like son. Except, actually, <laughs> Boba's supposed to be sitting in a, the stomach of one of the Sarlacc pets, being slowly digested for 10,000 years or until a fanboy explains why he's not there anymore, whichever comes first. Of course, the latter comes first. And that's our Toy Fair coverage. Woo! Awesome! Our next clip comes from episode 28. Now, before we got into the news on this podcast, Awa64 asked uh, the rest of us how our week went. And, well, this is the story of Awa, the dog, and the pizza place. Uh, well, at least the pizza. Hello and welcome to TF Wire. I am your host, Jesse, slash Matrix Prime, and on this week's show, I'm joined by Awa64... Nice to be here. And Pirated TV Pro. I'm going to be playing the part of D-Buster tonight. So. <laughs> and next week he'll be If you're going to be playing part. the part of D... If you're going to be playing the part oh, wait, of D-Buster, oh, right. where the heck's the... That's better. Red yeah. alert! Woo! Woo! Yeah. yeah, that was uh, Invisible Prime. It was his transformation sound chip. <laughs> so. Alright, cool. So, what have we all been up to this week? Because we know all of our listeners really care about our personal lives. I've been heavy working, heavy, heavy working since uh, the bigwigs came into town last week. So I've mm. definitely been busy. Well, I'm glad you got time off to chill with us for an hour. I try. You know what? I'm, I'm not able <laughs> yep. to eat, but uh, it's worth oh. it to be able to record the podcast. That's cool. I have an interesting story from Friday. Uh-oh. My uh, dad and my stepmom actually got a dog recently. 
and eh, we've had it for about, I don't know, four months. It's theoretically trained, not quite. And anyway, he is pretty <laughs> rowdy. Anyway, on Friday, uh, my dad left out some money for me to order a pizza for me and my friends who were coming over. and uh, The dog ate the money? Yeah, the dog jumped up on the table and ate the money. Because my dad was uh, had the precognitions to actually leave two dog treats on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> so did, did you have to like give the dog x lax and like wait for him to poop and then? No, he ate half the thing. Oh, I found the other half of the bill. Well, you know, if it if it was still over half of it, they have to legally take it. Yeah, no, we actually have both serial numbers, so we'll be able to pull that off. But anyway. Anyway. <laughs> so when the pizza guy gets here, I'm searching through the house because I have no idea where it is. I didn't know which counter he put it on. So I'm searching through every room in the house trying to find it. I end up inviting the pizza guy into the house so he doesn't freeze his ass off outside. And then I'm searching, and I finally find it sitting on the floor in pieces. I come up, try to put it together, and I can't. So he says, well, I really can't take that. So I end up having to call my dad on his cell phone and get him to read his cell to read his credit card number off to me over the phone. Then I slip the guy the credit card number, he processes that when he gets back, and I get the pizza finally. And because I know you want to hear more of it, our next clip comes from episode 33, and it features both Pirated TV Pro and myself talking a little bit more about Beast Machines. Enjoy. Alright, so, um, discussion topic, right? We're not doing one, because there's the two of us. there's two of us? (laughs) It wouldn't be much of a discussion topic, so... You could talk some more about Beast Machines. I could. I love Beast Machines. <laughs> I would just say that. Um, I finished watching the series this weekend. Oh, you did? What do you think? Yes. Oh, I'm. I love it even more than I did the first time around. Did you listen to the commentary on the last two episodes? Yes. I I, I actually listened. I actually listened to those before I watched the last episode. Oh, really? The first time. Yep. Yeah, I, I really, I cannot say enough about the commentary on those episodes, because he says it, basically what I was feeling the whole time when I was watching it, uh, about how, how it's almost like Prime, Primal is uh, fighting his own inner demons, with Megatron being in the optimal body, and it's just, yes. he, he does a lot of talking, and, and, and that, in my eyes, is the best fight. It lasts the entire episode, goes through all of Cybertron, underwater, in the air, on the ground, it's just... One of the best fights that's ever aired on Saturday morning television, if not the best. So I just wish it were a bit longer, maybe carry over to another episode. Yeah, I, I can agree with that, because the, the part that the, I, I didn't like about that episode were the, uh, the block transformers coming over yes. the horizon. And, <laughs> and in that, he says, uh, Bob Skier says that that, that, was his, that was his idea, that he really felt like they needed to have it. And I was like, oh, Bob... Oh. <laughs> yeah, that was a great idea. Yeah, there's already so many people who hate you, and now they're going to hate you for that even more. <laughs> but. So do you love Beast Machines yet? Do you? Do you? Come on, you know you do. Our next clip comes from episode 40, and the discussion was inspired by a listener question that asked what our favorite Transformers songs were. This one comes from Jason, and he asks, what is your favorite Transformers song? I have, let's see. And you, you can't steal mine. Okay, I'm not, no, I'm not going to steal <laughs> yours. Uh, uh, Jesse and I talked about this earlier. Uh, my three favorite are the second opening uh, from Galaxy Force called Ignition. From the movie, it would have to be Instruments of Destruction and uh, the Attack of the sh- on the Shuttle 
song played in the original movie score. What about you, Curious? I think mine is, I've got the uh, platinum edition of the soundtrack, and it comes with all the tracks which uh, were deemed too bad to be put in the movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and at the end of the second disc, it's got a uh, another version of the Transformers theme that you get at the beginning. But halfway through, well, it, it starts off as a classic 80s, you know, hair metal, glam rock kind of affair. And then halfway through, the lead singer just kind of like ups everything by about eight octaves. And it's all... <laughs> Oh God, my ears! On the whole song's ear. <laughs> All right, you're gonna have to send that to me, Kira, so I can, so we, or both of us, so we can listen to it and judge for ourselves. Oh, okay, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll take that out. And <laughs> mine, um, I just discovered this recently on the Allspark, and it's my absolute <laughs> all-time favorite. It's the original G1 season one theme song, and it's the Quebec version. It's absolutely, fantastically horrible. <laughs> Transformers made it to Yes. Jesse, you've got yes. to put this at the end of the podcast. Actually, I'm going to insert it here right now. Okay. people who just heard this and died <laughs> were sorry but it had to have been it had to have be on here it just had to yes it's classic i think the only other thing that is that bad is the original japanese version because the japanese version just is god awful not as awful as the one we just heard <laughs> but pretty awful wasn't that song just fantastic? Yeah! Our final clip comes from episode 42, and it's of Curious attending Auto Assembly 2006 and getting some uh, rather funny responses from some of the guests he interviewed. This weekend I attended Auto Assembly Target 2006, Europe's largest Transformers convention, and rather than interview the guests, and ask them the same dull questions we've seen them answer a hundred times over. What's their favourite Transformer? How did they first get into comic books? Why are they not... I decided to get them all to contribute one line towards the ultimate Transformers rock ballad. Simon Williams, UK Transformers and Spider-Man artist. Primus' essence guides us towards the light. No! It's Primus's essence guides us to the light. Yeah, ten syllables. <laughs> Damn it, Jim, I'm an artist, not a songwriter. David Kay, voice of Megatron. Okay, so I gotta write something? Ten, ten, ten syllables. Okay, English class. Oh, I sucked in English. And he very kindly even did it in the voice of Megatron. Oh, excellent, yes, my darling ducky. Andrew Wildman, one half of Wildfur. I don't guarantee to say anything remotely interesting. But <laughs> yeah, make me sound intelligent. <laughs> yeah, battered metal moving forward to fight. Thank you very much. You're more than welcome. Mike Collins, 
Transformers artist, and Brian Blessed wannabe. I've got the beard! <laughs> Oil, steam, grinding, rumbling, rising, clashing! Lee Sullivan, Transformers artist. Uh, I'd never use ten syllables where a thousand would do. Okay, so we'll have... Uh, Galvatron leering, here's Johnny! Simon Furman, author of every single Transformers comic book ever. How many syllables is that? The time warps here. The time warps here. He's a goner. Is it Gonny or Gonny? Gonny, I, I was just rhyming with Johnny, you see. Ah. The time warps here. Hook! He's a Gonny. Jason Carney, Transformers colorist. Okay, I'm narrated first. But you cannot destroy my destiny. Or... <laughs> I really can't do unicorn voice. What does he do, like? Alright, oh, then you do it, go on. You cannot destroy my destiny. <laughs> destiny! But you cannot destroy my destiny! The last clip comes to us from episode 43, and it's us hosts talking about thumb-sucking and fleshy tumors. This one comes from Ben. What's the deal with the host pictures? Spader looks like he's sucking his thumb. Curious looks like he has a fleshy tumor growing out of his forehead. It's very distracting. Makes me want to stab my eyes out. Oh, dear God. Fleshy tumor coming out of my forehead. Oh. <laughs> Let's, let's take a look oh. at that picture again. <laughs> yes, I, I have to look at my own picture again. Hold on here. Well, I, I was the last of the hosts to sign up for the show, and so I had to decide uh, which style of picture I would choose. You know, I had to have something that would fit with the established uh, fashion, really. And so I, uh, when you asked me to submit a host picture, I uh, got a shortlist of about half a dozen pictures. Uh, all resized to the right size, and then chose that one with the fleshy tumor coming out with the head. Is. <laughs> it was so eloquently described as. <laughs> oh dear God! No, that, that, that's just my reflection of my forehead in my uh, pint glass. That. <laughs> that and it looks like there's a. Uh, oh, I know what it is, Curious. It looks like there's someone wearing a skirt who's behind you, and I think that's their arm. Huh. <laughs> That's news to him. Someone with a skirt? I, it looks like a skirt. And that's their arm? Either that or I'm just... Well, I, I, I must have been smoking the crack that you were smoking earlier. He, he, he was snorting coke. Yeah, kids don't do drugs. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. Anyway, for me, that was actually me in deep thought at work, and my coworker took a picture of me. Well, yeah, my picture is me in the Jolly Brewer in Lincoln with uh, it's uh, my girlfriend that took that picture of me. Actually, uh, let's see if I can find the full version. See if there's anybody standing behind me. <laughs> oh. I'm actually going to be <laughs> taking another picture here soon, uh, guys, because uh, I've read the comments. I am not emo. Don't let them bully you! <laughs> no! Yeah, but I do want... I have been wondering, Spader, uh, if you actually do have a weird mouth you want to hide away from the world. Um, no, I just hadn't shaved that day. 
No, I just, uh, I was actually thinking at work, and my coworker was like, hey, and I turned around, or I looked towards him, and he snapped my photo, and he kind of, that was the only picture of me that I could find that was, I don't know, decent. <laughs> well, people seem to like my picture, so I'm, I'm all, set, all set. Shut up. Yeah. You suck. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, dear wonderful fans. I will have a new picture shortly. I'll have to choose one of the other half a dozen or so I shortlisted for it when I signed up. Without a fleshy tumor growing out of my head. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, I have never noticed the fleshy tumor growing out of your head, Kyrus. <laughs> At least in that picture. I have never noticed it. Nor me. Though I don't think I've ever seen a picture of Jesse with hair. He's always wearing that skull cap. Well, well, you, you missed the very first picture, Yeah, the, 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 the uh, cheese, uh, cheesy grin with the shades one. That... Oh, yeah, yeah, the cheesy grin where he looks exactly like my boss. <laughs> I'm not kidding, Jesse. You looked exactly like my boss does when he smiles in that picture. If you say so. I say so. You must believe okay, me. Okay, then. <laughs> but, uh... Oh. Don't worry, fans. Uh, I will get a picture that doesn't suck and is not emo <laughs> and does not have any fleshy tumors growing out of it shortly. And and I was not here, but uh, the listeners aren't liking his picture very much either. He's not showing anything with his eye. And his nose. And it's a and massive picture and it's as well. Huge. It's 41 kilobytes! <laughs> 41 kilobytes! You know, mine's about three. <laughs> his nose is gigantic! Well, I'll, I'll let him uh, answer next time. And week. his eyes are so blue! Or his eye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I think that... Um, uh, note to all of our listeners, uh, we will hopefully be getting better pictures. You'll have to think of new no ways emo. to insult us. And with that, we come to the end of the one-year anniversary clip show. I hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast as much as we've enjoyed making it over this past year. And I hope you continue to listen to us in the future. And with that said, I do have an announcement to make. Um, we're going to be taking the next few weeks off. As you can see, this is episode 50, so we've really only missed uh, two episodes over this past year. During our downtime, we're going to be adding content to the website, as well as working on a special project we've dreamed up, which hopefully you'll be able to enjoy within the next few months. So, to keep up to date about the podcast during our downtime, and, well, anytime really, be sure to visit the brand new TFWire.com and be sure to stop in the forums and give us a shout out. This is Matrix Prime signing off.
Please cut that. Oh, good lord! <laughs> you gotta put that. You gotta put that at the end after yeah. everything. All right. Ninja, please. Ninja, ninja, rip. Huzzah! Have you guys stopped recording yet? All right. I was kind of hoping we could like leave this in with the ending credits of going over it like they do on TF1. Ha <laughs> ha! Crappy vanilla ice. Yeah.